0: and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton.
1: Hey there, welcome. You're listening to Retirement 360. I have Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio here. We'd like to talk about money. Troy, I want to start with the events you guys have going on at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. As summer ramps up, we're getting close to the big mid-year market update. Tell me what that is and why the guy listening might need to go.
2: Yeah, that's our big event this year we're actually taking the well it's our big event this summer we're actually taking the summer off from our typical dinner events up at ruth chris so we're using this big market mid year market review as our kind of big event so we're using this we're expecting around 150 200 people This going to be open to our current clients people that they want to bring that can learn something from our event also to perspective clients out there. If you've listened to our radio show for a long time and just have never raised your hand or just called us, come to this event. It'll be fun. We're going to have a couple of really good speakers there besides Alan and myself. We're great speakers. We're going to do part of it, but we have two really good speakers. One's known here locally, Scotty Davenport. He's coach of Bellerman Basketball here locally, been involved in local community for a very long time. He has a very good presentation that he's going to give where He focuses, his main topic is greatest level of confidence comes from tremendous preparation, which in the grand scheme of things wraps right into retirement planning. So it's a great message that'll come from him. Then we have Tom Ciamatis, which is a CFA with AE Wealth Management. He's also going to speak because he is involved with our portfolio management. So he's really going to talk about the economy, everything that's going on, some market outlook, and what we should expect over the next 12 to 18 months. So it's a pretty big event and we're really excited about getting all the final details nailed down but yeah if you're interested in that give us a call
1: i'm also interested in these lunch and learns you guys have coming up because we talk about things on the show you know like the lack of financial literacy or the lack of proper financial education that's built into our school system and it's cool to see you guys go back and fill in the gaps with these little lunch and learn events and you'll have some coming up in july and august
2: Yeah. Alan and I have always focused throughout both of our careers on the education of our clients. And when we're doing these dinner events or these lunch and learns, it's a good way to educate people as much as possible. Cause we do have a lot of stuff that we know we look at on a daily basis and the normal retiree might not look at it until they have to look at it. So we have two lunch and learns, one coming up in July and then another one in August, July, we're going to have our estate planning attorney. He's an affiliate attorney that's going to come in. Now, these are going to be in the morning. They're called Lunch and Learns, but we're actually doing them early in the morning, going to have bagels and stuff here. We can only hold about 30 or 35 people here in the office in our space. So you do need to call quick to register for those. These are going to be clients and prospective clients as well.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. What time are these going to be at in the morning? Because if there's a bagel and it's in the proper window, this would turn into a brunch and learn.
2: that might be a better name for it. No, that's a great name. I think they're going to be around between nine and 10. So these are going to be fairly early in the morning and these are going to be on a Friday. So it's kind of a come meet and greet with the attorney. When this venue, you will be able to ask some questions pertaining to your situation. Now, will the attorney be able to give you a solid answer? It depends if he's able to get the information that he needs, but it is more of a back and forth type of event. So this about 30 minutes to an hour, just conversation and really a presentation from our estate planning attorney and try to give you as much information as possible.
1: Well, this is all good stuff because if you think about what you went through in public school or whatever school you went to and then through college, did they ever sit you down at some point and tell you the difference between like a DNR, like a do not resuscitate or a living will or a springing power of attorney or some of these other estate planning topics? I'm willing to bet no. No, you didn't get that covered. And so this is actually a great little way to fill in that gap.
2: Yeah, from what Alan and I have learned over our career is most people don't realize any of the estate planning details until it's too late. And when somebody passes away and then you have to deal with all these rules and these laws, and it's too late at that point to make decisions. So that's why we try to put the estate planning attorney, again, educate you as much as possible, tell you what could happen if certain scenarios pop up. That way we can take proper precautions to protect ourselves against making those mistakes.
1: Yeah. And estate planning comes up all the time on this show, Troy. And it's going to be kind of cool to see that be applied for people who listen to the show, who go to one of these events to actually take what little beginning of an education we've been able to do on this show and actually put it to use. That's got to be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it is. This is something where he speaks, the attorney speaks and kind of does his part of it. But going through our process with the retirement 360 game plan, we actually bring the attorney in during the second meeting and sit down with you and kind of go over this same type of presentation on more of a one-on-one basis. That way he can focus on what you have going on in your world and what your goals are with your estate plan. And that way he can answer those questions directly. So this is going to be very general information and tell you the way he builds estate plan for retirees to protect your assets, possibly from Medicaid or from any other issues that might pop up down the road. So that's a very good one to come to. We also have another one that's huge, which is I have Medicare lady that I use for all of my clients. She's very good. I call her my Medicare specialist. She takes care of all my clients. So she's going to speak in August and really go over what you should look for when you're going through your Medicare planning. So that's when you're approaching that age 65 and you can start to take Medicare, sign up for part A, sign up for part B, which options you should do. Should you keep your work insurance if that's a possibility? So there are a lot of questions that you have to have answered before you get signed up for Medicare. So that's another good event to come to and sit down with her.
1: Well, the same thing applies to this Medicare planning that applies to estate planning. Where in your education did anyone ever address this? Was there was like for you, you're you're in financial services, Troy? Was there a class that you took that explained when and where you should turn on Medicare and what the different parts are and supplement plans? Did even as a financial guy, did you have that?
2: No, there's no standard education on that. And even when you approach age sixty five, I mean, they'll send you a paper and say, "Hey, it's time to sign up for Medicare," but Unless you go out and sign up for classes yourself or any of these educational events, you're really going into it blindly and just hoping that the person sitting across the desk from you um, has your best interest at heart. And that's why we take it extremely serious to align ourselves with these strategic partners that we have vetted through our process. And we can allow our clients to meet with them because we do trust these people. We've seen what their work accomplishes and. We trust them to take care of our clients. So hopefully, you're able to benefit from that trust and get educated as much as possible.
1: All right, Troy, if I need some estate planning education or to learn about when and where to turn on Medicare, do I have to be a client to go to these events?
2: You do not. No, you give us a call at the number we use on the radio show. It's 502 273 1188. Talk with John or Alyssa, might answer the phone. When you call in, just say which event you want to sign up. If you want to sign up for the Medicare, let her know if you want to sign up for the estate planning or if you want to sign up for our big mid-year market update just let her know which event you want to sign up for
1: all right you're listening to retirement 360 that phone number is 502-273-1188 the website for mercurial wealth advisors is louisville's retirement coach.com now troy i want to move into some financial news Because BlackRock, the BlackRock, has downgraded US stocks to neutral, which for me, it sounds like uh, here for the rest of the year, stocks are just as likely to go up as they are to go down. And that doesn't sound too good.
2: (laughs) No, that doesn't sound good at all. It is very tough to see a perfect outcome with everything that's going on. There's a lot of adversity with this market. That's why we stress and look at doing a stress test on your portfolio. If you think about it, If we could look two to three years in the future from now and see how the market reacted with all this craziness going on, it'd make my job pretty easy, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. You'd be uh, almost psychic. (laughs) Yeah,
2: but we can't do that. So the next best thing is to be able to take our portfolio, our current holdings that we have, the investments that we hold within our accounts and do what we call a stress test. We use a program in our planning process that allows us to put in our current investments And tells us, depending on different market situations that have happened in the past, how would our investments hang on? How would they perform? So if you look at it and look at the financial crisis from, I think it was October of 2007 to, I think it went to March of 2009. The S&P 500, which is one of the major indexes that most of us follow, was down over 53%. So the market was down over half from what it was in 2007. So if I look at my account and my investments and I'm on track to do that within a year and a half, my portfolio drops over 50 percent. If I'm five years out from retirement, I lose half of my assets. That's going to pretty much require me to keep working. So this stress test will allow you to kind of look out in the future a little bit based on historical returns, based on historical events, and see what your current accounts would do based on those market situations. And, you know, if you're okay with that type of volatility, then that's your prerogative. At least you know. But if you're not okay, if you don't like the results that come back, the major question at that point, are you willing to fix it? Are you willing to put yourself in a better position to have a
1: less volatile, retirement let me ask you this troy bolton we had the first quarter gdp number come in negative and if that trend holds true for here at the end of the second quarter that means we're in a recession do you think we're in a recession right now do you think we're going to get a negative number coming up
2: so i think the closer you get to retirement the more dangerous if you look at kind of this set it and forget it type of mentality with retirement. If we are going through all this and say we do have a recession, that set it and forget it mentality can be extremely dangerous to your retirement plan. I look at it this way. If when we're building a portfolio, whether you're 20 years out from retirement or three years out from retirement, we're looking for three main characteristics, looking for growth, Everybody needs a certain amount of growth in their portfolio. If not, you would take it out and put it into a savings account just so it's safe and protected. You need a certain amount of safety and risk protection in your portfolio. And you also need a certain amount of income, whether it's dividends, it's income from yield from bonds. You need a certain amount of income. But if you look at this over kind of lifespan of an investor, say I'm 40 years old. So my number one focus at this point is going to be growth. I can withstand a lot more volatility because I still have, say, 25 years until retirement. So if the market does drop that 53% over the next couple of years, more than likely, I'll be okay because I have time to recover. But let's fast forward 20 years. Now I'm only five years out from retirement. I'm going to start to pull that gas pedal back a little bit and go a little bit more towards the safety and the risk mitigation side of it because the way I see it is, Just because the market doesn't agree with my retirement plan, I don't want to change my plans because the market's getting crazy. Then let's fast forward another five years. Now I'm retired and the number one job of my portfolio is to create as much income as possible. So that's the main thing when you get into retirement planning is income. Where will that income come from? How much will it be? Will it keep up with inflation? And based on what the market is doing, will it affect your income or not? Those are some of the main questions that you need to really ask about your current plan and what's going on is, do you have all those answers? If you give us a call before five o'clock today, here's what we'll do. We'll give you our Retirement 360 scorecard. The scorecard is going to answer four main questions for you. First one's going to be, will you have enough money to experience a retirement that you've always dreamed about? Will your income plan keep up with inflation? I just mentioned this. How much risk are you currently taking? goes back to that stress test I talked about a few minutes ago. And then is Uncle Sam, your biggest beneficiary to your life savings. Give us a call at 502-273-1188. John will schedule a 45-minute discovery visit with one of our advisors, Tance, to get these questions answered for you. Again, call us at 502-273-1188. All right,
1: that's Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. I'm James Parker. This is Retirement
0: 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Lowell's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton, and Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services.
3: Call now to schedule a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to
1: Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. To continue the financial goodness. And I want to run some rules of thumb by you, Alan. By the way, the website Louisville's Retirement the phone number 502 273 1188. But this one sounds kind of ridiculous. It comes from a guy with a ridiculous name. Uh, he's a blogger. His name's Financial Samurai. But he said, uh, in order to retire, mm-hmm. so, you, so you don't have a spin down and you can grow with inflation and all that good stuff, that you need to multiply your desired annual expenses by 200. So uh, if you do the math, say, you know, you've got some money coming in from your social security, wife, social security, and you need Uh another 40 grand per year to maintain your standard of living, you would need to accumulate $8 million for retirement. And that sounds a little crazy to me, Alan. Do we need to aim that high?
4: No, I think that the first thing I think everybody needs to listen or just kind of get a perspective on is. You're probably not going to avoid some kind of spin down. I mean, we've had people come in in the past say, hey, I just want to live off the interest. Well, the problem is, is that especially in the last 10 years, interest and in, you know, even return on some things, sometimes you're not pulling enough to do that. I believe the first step is really having an honest assessment of your monthly expenses. And a lot of people miss this step. A lot of people will say, hey, I spend $2,000 a month or I spend $6,000 a month or they I mean, mm-hmm. just throw it out an arbitrary number and then when we start to break that down we typically find that they're usually spending about twice what they think they're spending because they didn't calculate their yearly insurance cost or they didn't calculate their property taxes or something like that you know they they forgot those big spends or i've had people just say you know i'm, I'm not including my vacation cuz that comes out of another bucket well no all the buckets need to be considered as one and you need to have a, a honest conversation about how much are you spending on a monthly basis how much is your outflow that's going to help you determine what kind of income or inflow you need. And then you need to also calculate a fair amount of inflation. I mean, right now we're going through a rather high amount of inflation, but that will average back out. Uh, if you look at the last 100 years, I think it's 120 years now, the average rate of inflation is just over 3%. And that includes some double-digit years in there for you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s. Back in the 40s, there was double-digit inflation. And, you know, we'll probably have double digit inflation in the future, but all over time, you end up having this about a 3% rate of inflation, maybe three and a half if you want to be extra conservative or whatever, putting that in there. And then looking at your rate of return, what type of rate of return do you have to earn in order to make sure that your money's going to last as long as you do? So when we build a plan, James, that's what we do is we take all this information, all this data. That we get from a prospective client, we plug it into a number of different programs. First and foremost, we really kind of test their current plan. We say, "Okay, well, based on what you're telling us, what your expenses are based on inflation, based on what your historic rate of return has been with your current investments. This is how long your money's going to last." And we always give them a probability score. Sometimes it's a hundred percent that they're going to make it to age ninety-five and still have money left over. A lot of times it's probably less than that. It's gonna be somewhere around maybe seventy or eighty percent. So sometimes it's fifty percent or whatnot. It just depends on how much you're they're spending. But having that plan, you know, and that's something this financial samurai is not probably talking about too much, but having that plan and doing the work behind the scenes will help you retire with confidence. And that's what we're really after. We're helping people develop that confidence going into retirement that they're not going to have to go back to work unless they just want to have something to do.
1: Yeah. So that financial samurai rule, he calls it the half percent rule. And I guess that works if you're only rolling your money into like CDs because those interest rates are dismally low. Right. So, yeah, I think we finally found someone who's being too cautious rather than being too risky with their strategies, which that can be a problem, too. Yeah. Most
4: folks that when especially when you first retire, We see them taking much more than a half percent a year. Uh, They're usually taking, you know, one, two, three percent a year. Maybe sometimes they're taking more than that. And that's a pretty consistent pattern, too, is that we'll see a newly retired couple spend probably on average 10 to 15, maybe 20 percent more in the year that they retire than they did the year previous when they were working. And that's because they now have freedom of time. So they can travel all they want to, they can do excursions, they can do trips to, you know, out West, or they can get on a cruise, or they can go over to Europe, or they can do anything that they have time and money for. So we're seeing them spend more and taking a bigger hit that first year or so. But over time, it starts to come back down to what they're really spending on a monthly basis. You know, they're not their discretionary spending, but their essential spending that they have to spend on utility costs and insurance costs and taxes and those types of things. But that burn rate, which that's what we call that, that you know, how much are you taking out of your portfolio every year, you know, on a yearly basis is it 1%, 2%, half percent, 5%, whatever that number is. That's what we call the burn rate. And that is critical to your long-term success. If you're taking out more than you need to, then you can end up burning through your money a lot faster just using it faster.
1: Overall, do you kind of like the 4% rule? Is that one okay?
4: We certainly do look at that. And one of the programs, as we run this through, it calculates what that burn rate is every year. And if it starts approaching that 3%, 4 5%, we're definitely paying attention and pointing that out. Now, if it's approaching that when the couple is in their 90s and all the inflation is built up and they've been with us, you know, started in their 60s with us, then... We can see that that's, you know, what it's going to do is end up eating away at that principle. But I think the 4% rule is something that if you're not working with a financial advisor, if you're kind of doing this on your own, you definitely want to pay attention to that. You want to make sure that you're not pulling out more than the 4%. I mean, there's been recent studies that says that's half of that now, maybe 2% is the burn rule because of the low interest rates and everything. But I think if you stay with that 4% rule, that's something that's going to be a basic rule of thumb for your plan.
1: All right, that's Alan Mercurio, Mercurio Wealth Advisors. You're listening to Retirement 360. The website, Louisville's louisvillesretirementcoach.com. The phone number, 502-273-1188. Let's talk about these ultra-low interest rates. It's a double-edged sword. It's great for borrowers, and when you get a mortgage, you know, get a super low rate, that'll save you money. But for savers, you know, you can't get any yield in safe products. And if you do want yield, you got to go chase risk. So how do retirees plan around this low interest rate environment.
4: Well, there's no doubt that it's been a war on savers for the last, gosh, 10 years, I guess, with these low interest rates. And the good news is, is now we have 10 years of data behind us. And now we have, you know, as a financial advisor, as a financial firm, as a retirement advisor firm, we have that knowledge and that data to help clients kind of navigate that. So I think that the key part of that is really saying, designing a well-written income plan. How do you have an income plan? I, I met with a couple, it's been about a month ago and they came in from one of our seminars and great couple. We sat and had a nice conversation and everything. And he told me right out of the gate, he said, you know, we're not looking to change advisors. You know, we came to your seminar, we had, you know, dinner on you guys. We just felt like we needed to kind of owed it to you to come in to meet with you because you bought our dinner. So we're not looking to change advisors, but we would you know like to get a second opinion. And I said, great. So let's uh, kind of go through the process and kind of show you what we do. So, one of the first things I asked him for is he indicated in his initial comments that he had a, a great financial plan. He felt like his financial plan was solid. I said, great. Can I see it? And he said, well, I mean, I don't have any documents that show that, but I feel like based on what we've been told, we have a great financial plan. I said, okay, that's fair. So, do you have a written income plan? And he didn't have any kind of written income plan, so he didn't have a a written financial plan, and he didn't have a written income plan. And then when we went through other things, he didn't really have any kind of, I guess, a written plan at all. He just had the hearsay or the go ahead on his from his financial advisor that they were going to be okay.
1: Like he didn't just not have the printouts. He didn't have it online or somewhere. He he didn't have anything. No, he didn't
4: have. He had some uh, spreadsheets that that were put together on Excel and stuff like that. That he you know he kept most of them himself. But he didn't have any kind of a written plan, and I think that's something that you need to be aware of. If you're out here listening to our show and you're talking to a financial advisor, or you have a financial advisor, and they say you're going to be okay, but they've never really showed you how you're going to be okay, that's a red flag. I think you need to have some data that says, "Yeah, my advisor says I'm going to be okay if inflation goes up and and we only earn four percent on average, or uh, I spend at five or six percent in one year or two years, or." first five years of retirement. If you've got a written plan that says you're going to be okay, I think that's okay. But if your advisor is just telling you that, I think that's a red flag. I think you have to have a plan. And that's where, when we start looking at these low interest rates that we've had over these years, again, we have the data now that we've said, you know, we've been through this for the last eight, nine, 10 years, and we've helped other clients build these income plans so that now they have this income. The words I always use is reliable, reliable, and sustainable income. That's income that they know that's coming in regardless of what the market does. That's going to give you the confidence to say, yeah, I know that I'm going to be okay because I've got income coming in every month. And if I spend every bit of it, I got more income coming in next month. And that's what's called a an income plan. And then we have it all written down and shown, we you know share that with our clients.
1: All right. That's Alan Mercurio for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you like what you hear, you want to contact him at the office. Or if you have a question for the show, 502 273 1188. The website is Louisville's Me and Alan will be right back. I'm James Parker.
0: This is Retirement 360.
1: Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I've got Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio with me. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. If you have a question for Alan or you want to contact him at the office, 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. A new survey, Alan, says 59% of baby boomers who are still working expect to keep working in retirement. So, you know, after their main career, I guess they still want to stay Mm -hmm. engaged in the workforce somehow. But um, for your clients who want to keep working, is it more because they want to or because they have to? Which one do you see more of?
4: Well, I think personally, for our clients that want to keep on working or decide to keep on working after retirement, it's more of a want to thing. Because again, when we take on the responsibility of uh, helping a client plan for the retirement, Number one, they're not going to become a client if it's going to be a, a failed plan. So we just if we build a plan that shows that they're going to run out of money too early in retirement, then we have a really frank conversation with them and say, you know, you're probably not ready to retire if this is what you have to spend or if this is what you're, you have saved. And if they don't get that or they don't agree with that, then they just don't become a client. So, the the clients that we've formed a relationship with, built that plan, built that written income plan for, and really have that relationship with, if they continue to work, it's because they want to. And I think there's a lot of reasons behind that. I think there's a lot of folks that continue to work beyond age, say, 65 or 67 or even age 70. More that I see is they just want to stay connected. Work kind of is not really work for them at that point. Now, It was kind of funny that this past winter, you know, we spent some time in Florida in our RV and I met a a young man that was, uh, in one of the RV parks next to us. And he was a full-time RV guy and he was a welder by trade, young guy, probably in his mid thirties, I guess he and his wife were, you know, living in an RV with three dogs and they, he was a welder, but he made good money while he was welding and he had it afforded him the opportunity to take off when he wanted to too. So I think it's the same thing when you are working, if you or when you get ready to retire. If you have that connection with people and you have something that you like doing, and it's not really work to you, then you end up staying connected or continuing to work, or you have that sense of purpose. I've been on the other side of that as well. Clients that retired and wanted to play golf, wanted to go fishing, wanted to do the things that they always dreamed of doing in, in retirement, and six months later. They're bored out of their minds and and trying to find something else to do. So for us, at least at Mercurio Wealth Advisors, it seems to be the folks that are doing this more so they're doing it because they want to do it.
1: Well, let's talk about how this new money that's coming in can have an, uh, an effect, not just on your bank account, but on other things like Social Security or your Medicare benefits. I guess yeah, a lot of people that- don't even realize that.
4: Right. And that's the key thing is that let's say that you decided to retire at age 59 or 59 and a half when you could when you could get to your retirement accounts. But you're too young for Medicare and, you know, you're getting on the older side to carry your own health insurance. So you have to figure out a way to carry that some type of medical benefits, you know, as you make money from, let's say, 62 to 65. That money that you're bringing into your household, that earnings that you're bringing in, does get looked at for Medicare benefits. It also gets looked at for Social Security benefits. So Social Security, probably more so at age 62 to 65, because if you're making over a certain threshold and you've taken your Social Security then you can actually have a reduction in your Social Security benefits through a. We always call it a penalty. I'm not sure that is technically a penalty, but they take some of that money back if you go over a certain threshold.
1: Man, a lot to think about there. uh For those of though who are still working, what about the taxes? Are their taxes are likely to be less than when they were in their main career, or can they expect taxes to be about the same, or maybe even higher?
4: Well, you know the the myth that we've always been told is that taxes are going to be less when we retire because the you know in, in years past it was always that you know you made less income in retirement well you still make less income in retirement but but lifestyles have changed a lot of people do start to spend more they do start to travel more in retirement and they're being very active so activity requires money so they're pulling more money out of their retirement accounts which means that they're paying more taxes on it so what we've seen is that taxes are probably not reducing that much when you first retire. And sometimes they're going up because you're taking more money out of your accounts, which means you're going to pay taxes on it. So you have to have a tax plan. I think that, that as part of our process of Mercurial Wealth Advisors, that's why we've built that out that way is to have that tax map to show you what your tax obligation is going to be based on your current spending. And then if they say, well, you know, we're going to pull more money out for the first five years so we can do the traveling that we want to, then we can build a tax map and say, okay, well, this is what the tax based on current tax laws. This is what it looks like from a tax perspective. So you don't want to get slammed at the wrong time. And, you know, have to pay uncle Sam an extra five or $10,000 in, in April when you file your taxes. All
1: right. This is Alan Mercurio for Mercurio wealth advisors. The phone number 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's retirement Coach. Dot com and the name of the show is retirement 360 and so when you talk about alan these strategies and these plans to escape taxes am i smelling a roth ira possibility
4: very possible i mean we talk about roth ira conversions or i'm sorry ira conversions to roths very frequently when we have our conversations with our clients because i don't know what you think james and but i know that from our perspective, we feel like taxes are lower now than they possibly will be in the future. I mean, we went through COVID. We had the national pandemic or the worldwide pandemic, actually, and the United States spent a lot of money. The government spent a lot of money keeping everything going, shutting everything down at first and then trying to get everything ramped back up. We spent a lot of money doing that. and We incurred a lot of debt. Well, that debt's got to be satisfied at some point. And typically, the only way that's going to get satisfied you know, from a government standpoint is because... the the only source of revenue they have is taxes. So they're going to probably increase taxes. So we do frequently talk about, you know, these trillions of dollars that enter in IRAs. That's a paycheck Uncle Sam's waiting for. So we start talking about, okay, well, what if you start taking some of this money and converting it to this Roth uh, version of your IRA? So for those of you listening today that don't know what a Roth IRA is, it's basically a retirement account that you've paid tax on the principal but the interest that's earning in there is tax free. So once you convert, let's say you converted $100,000 of your regular IRA to a Roth IRA, you would have to pay taxes on the $100,000. But then anything that that, that grew on that $100,000 is now going to be tax free for the future. So when we start talking about conversions of these accounts, and it may not be $100,000, maybe it's only $10,000, or whatever you're converting, we have that conversation is does it look like it's going to help you in the future? Is it going to give you a a leg up and maybe paying less taxes later on in life? Because remember, if you've saved everything in your retirement accounts and you've never paid tax on any of that, that at age 72, the government forces you to start taking money out of those accounts called a required minimum distribution. And at that point, you have to take out what they tell you to take out, or there's a 50% penalty on the backside of that. If you've saved a lot in your retirement accounts, then maybe it's more beneficial for you to start thinking about doing the Roth conversions as soon as you can, which it would be at age 59 and a half. If you haven't saved a whole lot in your retirement accounts and you're going to use all that in your retirement for income, then it may not be as beneficial for you. So we run through those numbers and really make sure people understand where they are on that scale and whether it's going to be beneficial for them to do that. And then if, if it is, then we'll help them do that.
1: Well, it sounds like another potential tax mistake is uh, taking withdrawals from your accounts in the wrong order. How do you create a strategy for people to make sure they're taking the right amount of money from the right accounts yeah. at the right time?
4: Well, the, a big strategy behind all this, again, we talk about building the plan, how to build the plan. Usually you want to take money out of the accounts that are making the least amount of interest first, as opposed to you know the ones that are making the more income. But that's not always the case. Some people want to keep a certain amount of cash on hand. So as part of the plan we build, we're going to say, okay, this is the order that we think you ought to start liquidating these accounts or pulling money out of these accounts. Some of it you may just be pulling the dividends off of it. So you might be just taking the interest that it's creating every year, the income it's creating every year and may not even be taking any of the principal out of it some of it may be more of a, you know, an annuity or something like that that's actually spending down that money and, and will disappear at some point. But the nice thing about the annuities is once you turn them on, once you start activating them, they're going to pay you for the rest of your life in most cases. So it's all about how to build that plan. And you know, we've talked about this for years, but this is what we do at Mercurial Wealth Advisors. And our process is really called the Retirement 360 Game Plan process. And it starts with a couple different reports, folks. So if you like to do this, what we would do is encourage you to call the number. James is going to give you in a minute and we'll go through a series of reports with you. The first one is called the retirement scorecard, the retirement 360 scorecard. And basically what that's going to do is take your current plan. We're going to kind of put it on a treadmill, run a stress test on it and see where it's going to crack. We're going to look at the past rate of returns. We're going to look at inflation. We're going to look at your spending and we're going to plug that all in and say, okay, you have a probability of success of 65% or 70% of making it to age 95 without running out of money. And then we're going to build our income plan and say, okay, well, if you, if you had an income plan that did this and your investment strategy did this, plugging those together, that's going to be called the retirement 360 game plan. If we got involved in it and we were your coach or we were your advisor, this is how we would do it. Part of that's also going to be that tax map strategy. The tax map is going to be critical to understand you're not going to pay too much to Uncle Sam, but you're going to pay enough to make sure you stay out of trouble and you want to get that tax map strategy built in there. And then we always have you sit down with an attorney to look at your will, your trust, your powers of attorney, all those documents that you need to have on point. So if something happens to you, all the work that you've done is going to pass on to your family in the most tax efficient manner possible and not to Uncle Sam. So that's the whole Retirement 360 game plan. If you'd like to take advantage of that, give us a call. And James?
1: 502-273-1188. 502-273-1188. The website is retirementcoach.com which is nice because if you can remember that, you don't have to remember the phone number, but 11% of the people listening to this show right now, Alan, do not use the internet every day. So phone number's just fine. 502 273 1188
0: stay put we'll be right back with more retirement 360. Quick who's your favorite sports team okay now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year the season's on the line type of game now you realize they don't have a game plan they're just going to wing it how do you think that's gonna go probably not very well are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Tori Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services.
3: Do you know how inflation could affect your retirement savings? The Retirement 360 Roadmap could provide some answers. Call for a complimentary visit now, 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188.
1: Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. We have Alan Mercurio with us. He's a financial advisor at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. And he gets questions, whether it's through the show, through email, through questions from people coming in the office. We keep some of these questions, type them out, print them out, And every once in a while on the radio show, we like to go over some of these questions. So we call it our mailbag segment. Let's dive into
4: the advisor, right?
1: Yeah, let's try that one. Uh, So the retirement 360 mailbag, the first one off the stack. You ready, Alan? Sure. This one says, I'm still quite a few years away from retirement, but I have no idea what my savings target should be. How much Mm -hmm. do I need to save so I can have a comfortable retirement? (laughs)
4: Well, we get this question quite often as to the number. Remember a few years ago, there was an investment company that said, what's your number? And everybody was walking around with this big six or seven figure number on their shoulder and everything. And uh, everybody wants to know what their number is. And And quite frankly, the answer to the question is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your number is. The only way we can determine what your number is, is really to look at your current spending what your current lifestyle is, and what you think that spending is going to be like in retirement. Some folks go into retirement and a couple of years before retirement, they'll sell the house that's paid for and they'll buy a great big house and have a mortgage going into retirement. Some folks want to make sure everything's paid off right before they go into retirement, which is probably a better idea, but it just depends on where you are. I, I think that we, I don't think, I mean, we've had folks that have come in that had $300,000 saved for retirement And been able to retire and been retired for 10 years and still have most of that left. But then we've also had people that came in that had 3 or $4 million for retirement that was going to have a hard time making it to age 95 and still having money left over. So it just depends on what your planning says. Is,
1: Is there kind of like a rule of thumb, like you need 10 times your annual income?
4: There are those rules of thumb out there, but again, I think it really comes back down to your individual numbers. There are numerous websites you can go out to and, and start plugging things into. The problem with that is, is I think that you don't get the variations in income. I mean, they'll say, you know, what if you average 6% in returns and you only need 3% of your money and then they just, they run out of calculation. And of course, if that's, if everything works out like that every year, then it's going to be fine. But the problem is it's not going to work out like that every year. You have to plan on some of the variables that happen throughout retirement that can cause you to either spend more money or have less of a return or what have you throughout that. So that's why we've been doing our Retirement 360 game plan for so many years is it, it really is a process that walks you through what kind of income you're going to have in retirement, what kind of expenses you're going to have in retirement, what's the fees on your investments, what risk are you taking? What's your taxes, what's your estate plan? All of that is brought together in the Retirement 360 game plan.
1: All right. Next question from the mailbag. Mm -hmm. This is a short one, Alan. It says, are rental properties a good source of income for my retirement?
4: Absolutely. The thing that's a challenge with rental property in most cases is that you have to have a certain personality, or at least this is what i found in my personal experiences, that you have to have a certain personality to own rental property. If you're if you're the person that can, without emotion, kick somebody out because they haven't paid their rent, or go through that process, or have that type of a relationship with your renters, then I think you can obviously have a, a pretty good income set up through your rental property. Uh, I mentioned in one episode that we had, some rental property ourselves. And I've got, a, you know, it's it's not that much money invested in this property, but it's getting about a 10% return in income every year. So that's a nice income that we can count on. It's not guaranteed, but it's, it's a nice income that we count on every year to come into our, you know, our household that we know that it's there. And that's just one of our properties. So having rental property as a part of your retirement plan, I don't disagree with that at all. I think some people have to do it more like we've had to do it where I've focused more on commercial property as opposed to residential property, just because businesses seem to be a little bit easier to deal with for me. But you also have to have that temperament that you know that, you know, you may be called out on Christmas Eve at three in the morning because the toilets broke and you've got to go find a way to fix it. Those are the things that you deal with as a property owner, unless you have multiple properties, you might have property managers to deal with all that for you. So Depending on how you set it up, it can be a great source of income, or it can be a really great source of stress if you don't have it set up properly.
1: Yeah, look, having a ten percent return is nice, but you have to earn that. That's a job you work for. That it's not like Absolutely. just interest you're I mean, getting on an account. I mean, I've had you know
4: weekends where I had to stop what I was doing and go over and fix something on the on a rental property. So and it's not it's not always fun, but that's you know as a property owner that's what you're doing. And I'm a small time property owner. I don't most of my investments are more into the market and things like that. So, But I've got some friends that have most all of their investments are in rental property. They feel more comfortable with that, having that tangible property that they can hold on to and look at and draw income off of.
1: All right. For new people just joining us, this is Retirement 360. That's Alan Mercurio from Mercurial Wealth Advisors. The phone number 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's coach.com. And we're going through questions from the mailbag. Next question, Alan. Okay. This one says, I think I have a pretty good handle on our financial plan for retirement, but I'm worried that I'm missing something. Do you have some sort of retirement to-do list or a checklist to help me make sure I'm not forgetting to do anything?
4: You know, that's a good question. I don't really have a written checklist. Maybe it's something I need to work on, but our checklist really comes out by going through our process because what we try to address is everything in that process and you know the key things that people kind of get stumped on in my opinion is that they want to take their social security as soon as they're eligible for it and sometimes that's the right answer sometimes it's not in a lot of cases it's not the right answer because if you can delay it till at least you're 66 or 67 or your full retirement age, then that may help you to pull money out of a retirement account and go ahead and pay taxes on it now while taxes are lower as opposed to waiting until age 72 when you're required to take that money out. Or maybe you're just converting that money from IRA to Roth IRAs and that gives you a few years to do that. If you take Social Security initially when you first are eligible for it, then it limits how much money you're going to be able to pull out of those investments on a yearly basis without getting penalized on your social security. So those are the things that we tend to look at most is, especially if you've been a successful saver, how do we take that money that's in those retirement accounts and shift it over into maybe a tax-free account like a Roth IRA or start using that income now so that we're not paying potentially higher taxes later that seems to be the biggest myth of retirement planning over the years is that we've been told we've kind of followed the instructions or followed the myth that taxes are going to be cheaper for us in retirement. Well, what we're finding, I think I said this earlier is what we're finding is that most people are spending more than they were when they were working when they first retire. So that means their taxes are probably going up. And with tax rates probably going up in the future, We need to be looking and very aware of what kind of tax liability we have with the investments that we currently have. Again, you have to understand that before you start to pull money out of your retirement plan and make sure that you have a plan for that.
1: Yeah, I feel the need for a checklist though, because just like on the show, you talk about you need to know like when you're going to start Medicare, what plan mm-hmm. you're going to pick. It doesn't cover everything. So you need a supplement plan. But even those don't cover long term care. So you might need a long term care plan. Then I got to learn all the rules for Social Security Then I got to figure out what to do with my IRA. And then if you know I inherit some money, how do I pay for all that? Right. Yeah. They, the
4: check it for- can definitely be a second job. So if you're planning on doing this on your own and you're retiring these days anyway, without the help of an advisor that's been doing this for years, I'm going to, I guess, kind of give you a warning that it's going to be kind of like a, a second job for you or it's going to be a new job for you because now you're going to be doing all of the research that normally an advisor that has years of experience would already know or would do the research for you. You're going to be going through that process yourself of learning that. And that's not a bad thing to do. I mean, you need if you want to be active and do that. I'd encourage you to do it but i also encourage you to have an advisor in the wings because more than likely if you have that desire to do that your spouse or your partner probably doesn't have the desire to do that so that if something happens to you there needs to be somebody that can carry
1: on that plan that you've developed all right we got time for one more question alan sure all right i like this one because i really don't know the answer to this one as much as i've been doing this show this one says, if I'm retiring in the next five years or so, is it more important to max out contributions to my retirement accounts or should I focus more on building up my emergency fund?
4: I mean, not knowing what your emergency fund is, I think that you should have about six months to a year of a uh, cash available when you get ready to retire. So, I think that if you don't have that, I think building up that emergency fund is a key part of that. Making sure that you have that money set aside so it's liquid that you, if you need a chunk of money when you first retire, you don't have to take it out of a retirement account and pay taxes on it. So I, I guess I would lean more right now to depending on how much you have in an emergency fund. Let's go ahead and maybe build that up. If you already have that six months to a year of income sitting there, then pile as much as you can into your retirement accounts to make sure that you have income when you get ready to retire. And those are the things folks that we've been talking to people just like you for the last 35 years about how to do this. a Mercurial Wealth Advisors, that's what we're doing. We're walking our clients through a process that we've thought through, thought out, and helped people make the right decisions when they get ready to retire. If that's you, if you're retiring in the next five years or you retired in the last five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now. What you need to expect is that you'll be asked to schedule a time to come in and sit down with me or one of our advisors here at Mercurial Wealth Advisors. We'll walk you through that process and we'll talk about your current plan and we'll really do an evaluation on that. We'll show you what our planning would indicate that you need to at least look at and and take maybe address. And then we'll give you an opportunity to get involved with us if you'd like to. It's a very low pressure, low key uh, set of meetings, but it is very informative And the promise that I always make is that when you leave here, you'll know more about your current plan than you did when you came in. So that's the the promise that you get from Mercurial Wealth Advisors. So give us a call, 502-273-1188, 502-273-1188, or
1: go to Coach.com. That's Alan Mercurio from Mercurial Wealth Advisors. This has been Retirement 360.
3: If you missed a show and want to catch up with Alan and Troy and the latest retirement planning topics, click on the media tab at louisvillesretirementcoach.com. That's louisvillesretirementcoach.com.